0: SECTION 22 OF LETTERS TO HIS CHILDREN BY THEODORE Roosevelt. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. READ BY MARK HISON. TED SPRAINED ANKLE. WHITE HOUSE, NOVEMBER 28, 1903. Dear Ted, if I were you I should certainly get the best ankle support possible. You do not want to find next fall that Webb beats you for in because your ankle gives out and his does not. If I were in your place, if it were necessary, I should put the ankle in plaster for the next three weeks or for as long as the doctor thinks it needful, rather than run any risk of this. At any rate, I would consult him and wear whatever he thinks is the right thing. I wonder if you are old enough yet to care for a good history of the American Revolution. If so, I think I shall give you mine by Sir George Trevelyan. Although it is by an Englishman, I really think it, on the whole, the best account I have read. If I give it to you, you must be very careful of it, because he sent it to me himself. P.S. The Bond Parrot for Mother has turned up. It is a most meritorious parrot, very friendly, and quite a remarkable talker. THE SUPREME CHRISTMAS JOY To his sister, Mrs. Douglas Robinson, white house december twenty sixth nineteen o three we had a delightful christmas yesterday just such a christmas thirty or forty years ago we used to have under father's and mother's supervision in twentieth street and fifty-seventh street at seven all the children came in to open the big bulgy stockings in our bed kermit's terrier allen a most friendly little dog adding to the children's delight by occupying the middle of the bed from alice to quentin each child was absorbed in his or her stocking and edith certainly managed to get the most wonderful stocking toys bob was in looking on and aunt emily of course then after breakfast we all formed up and went into the library where bigger toys were on separate tables for the children I wonder whether there ever can come in life a thrill of greater exultation and rapture than that which comes to one between the ages of, say, six and fourteen, when the library door's thrown open and you walk in to see all the gifts, like a materialized fairyland, arrayed on your special table. A Day with a Juggler White House, January eighteenth, nineteen 1904 Dear Kermit, Thursday and Friday there was a great deal of snow on the ground, and the weather was cold, so that Mother and I had two delightful rides up Rock Creek. The horses were clipped and fresh, and we were able to let them go along at a gallop, while the country was wonderfully beautiful. Today, after lunch, Mother took Ethel, Archie, and Quentin, each with a friend, to see some most wonderful juggling and sleight-of-hand tricks by Keller. I went along and was as much interested as any of the children, though I had to come back to my work in the office before it was half through. At one period Ethel gave up her ring for one of the tricks. It was mixed up with the rings of five other little girls, and then all six rings were apparently pounded up and put into a pistol and shot into a collection of boxes where five of them were subsequently found, each tied around a rose. Ethel's, however, had disappeared, and he made believe that it had vanished. But at the end of the next trick, a remarkable bottle, out of which many different liquids had been poured, suddenly developed a delightful white guinea pig, squirming and kicking and looking exactly like Admiral Dewey, with around its neck Ethel's ring, tied by a pink ribbon. Then it was wrapped up in paper, handed to Ethel, and when Ethel opened it, Behold, there was no guinea pig, but a bunch of roses with a ring. End of section twenty two.